Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me this week are my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trambicki, Prep Degon Jr., Josh Prep Igina, and Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Um, so this week. First thing I'm going to say right out of the gate, I don't know how good of a show this is going to be this week because I, I feel like I have nothing really to say. <laughs> We're going to make it good, though. We will, but I, I feel like I don't I'm have a lot to say. Go. I don't have a – I don't – let me get something out of the way real quick first, and then, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, first thing I'll say, subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Huge help to the show, gets us to uh, more listeners, and I mentioned last week on the show that we've been consistently getting a few downloads every week for the past few months from Barbados. I made the joke that it was Rihanna, or maybe somebody that knows Rihanna, and somehow we ended up with a new review on our iTunes feed from someone claiming to be Kevin Fenty, cousin of Rihanna. I'm going to read this review Right now, Gosh, I, to the I listeners. I was going to do that. I was going to do that. <laughs> do, you, do you want to do it? No, go ahead. All right. So let's see. I guess I should have probably had this pulled up before I uh, started talking all this big game about reading it. <laughs> I got you, Pash. All right, I got, I got you. it. You sure? Okay. Let's see. see. No, I don't have it. Oh, okay, wait. I got it. No, I do. All right. All right. So the review Prep, says... You got it? <laughs> the review is titled From Barbados with two Barbadian flags. And the name on it, Kevin Fenty. It's not Rihanna, LOL, but we are related. I'll pass on the what's up to her dad until the next time we see each other. Anyways, I really enjoy the podcast on a weekly basis, especially on the way to university or in between lectures. Really good listen. Keep up the great work, guys. So, I personally do not believe that this is someone who is actually related to Rihanna. Huh? Okay, that, oh. that, that's what I sold on, but he is from Barbados because his identity, his identity was revealed on Instagram today to me. Really? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so his Instagram handle, he uh, commented on the post. And then his li- he actually has a listener question for tonight. <laughs> so it's him. So it's, it's, the Barbados thing is real, but the Rihanna thing is still, is still up in the air. So that's up for debate. Yeah. And um, I also want to thank you, friend of the show, J.A.K. WWF Ultimate Classics on Instagram. He also left, left, left us a five-star review recently. Didn't get to shout him out for that so thank oh, you jay thank you i appreciate that yeah i guess saying you're related to rihanna gets you shouted out on the on the show much more quickly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean because my thing that i was going to say was even if it's just one of our friends being funny like i think that was amazing in and of itself but if this dude is actually from barbados 
that's really cool that somebody from Barbados is actually interacting with us. Um, yeah, I don't know any Kevins, so I'm not, I was like, ah, <laughs> not on my end. <laughs> um, so Super Showdown. I didn't care. I didn't watch. I still don't care. I'm not upset that I didn't watch. How much of it did you guys watch? And like, what are the main takeaways from Super Showdown? I watched one match, Pash. <laughs> I know. I think I know which one it was. Can you guess? Uh, Two of five live. Samoa. Samoa Joe. Nope. Oh, wow, really? Eck was right. Really? Yeah. Wow. I only watched the Cruiserweight match. That's all I really cared about. Did Buddy Murphy win the title? He did. Yeah, I, kn- I knew they were going to pander to the home crowd. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good showing, but it wasn't 205 Live. Like, I've seen him... And Cedric both have better matches, so I don't know if they were told to tone it down, but I really thought it was a good match, and, uh, and you know, Buddy's the new champ. Yeah, well, congratulations to Buddy Murphy. Uh, Alo? Yeah, I, I ended up watching it. You know, I just had it on the background on, on a Sunday morning, Sunday morning before the games actually started. And um, I think I kind of enjoyed it. It wasn't a bad show. Um, if you ever revisit it, Triple H and Undertaker, they did try, but it, it was just such a disconnect for me. Like they were out there doing stuff like they would be doing 18 years ago. It was a it was a real physical match. I don't think the, whenever you do watch it, if you do watch it, the crowd didn't really care. It was kind of silent throughout the thing. Shawn Michaels' hat was holding on for dear life throughout that match. <laughs> he did lose it eventually. Um, that headband is so bad. <laughs> it is. And but but I do think it's that, not even even think, shape. <laughs> I, I I think they did a better job actually making this feel more important than they did the Great Rumble back in April because things actually carried over for for a bit and it wasn't it didn't really seem like much of a throwaway show even though it kind of was kind of was because of the next thing on Raw and stuff but I, I I did enjoy it wasn't ter- it wasn't bad it wasn't terrible it, it was it wasn't remnants of the Great Rumble so you're telling me that against all odds. Triple H in 2018 didn't tear down the house. Didn't have the crowd on their feet. No, he did not. Shocking. <laughs> um, Eck, did you watch it? Nope. I did see some of the... I saw some snippets on Instagram, and I saw some of the GIFs on Twitter. Obviously, I think I know the results for the most part of the card, but no, I didn't watch anything. Yeah, the biggest takeaway I had was John Cena's hair. <laughs> J-B-L. <laughs> the fact that Cena posted a picture on Instagram of Homer with the wig on, or the toupee on, I thought was, was pretty excellent. Look, I don't, no- I don't normally, uh, I normally wouldn't buy into the idea that he might be retiring, but <laughs> that hairstyle is similar to the JBL when he retired. Maybe Cena's on his way out. Do you think Cena's new hair is indicative of him on the, at the end of his career? Not really. I, we're still going to get a bunch of years. That's it's just a joke on my end, but <laughs> um, I'm sure it just has something to do with his, you know, movies and other adventures outside of the business. Well, he he did talk about how WWE was, was his home and stuff after the match. And if you ever if you saw a gif of that gif of John Cena. That was the entire John Cena running that match. He literally did his five moves and well, his six moves. His, his six moves. Move. <laughs> and went home. That's what he, that, that's what really legit happened. 
<laughs> was he tagged in the match one time? Yes. Really? Can I just say how I love the sixth move of Doom? <laughs> yes, you can. And the best part was the best part was Corey Graves knew what it was, and he was marking out for it the entire time right after he did it. <laughs> and and John Cena's hair, uh, uh, but as I said, and, and he's booked for a crown jewel, so he's basically coming back for the big payoffs. His hair I know is that not Eric Trimbicki's hair, is what you're saying. No, I know that we're an audio podcast, but guys, I would love for you to turn on your videos real fast. <laughs> oh my God, I got the John Cena. <laughs> what do you guys think? I think it's good. I think you. Sh- I think you should keep it. That's the plan. <laughs> um, Probably I don't see it. Turn your video on. But I see you. <laughs> I I do see you, but I also see your John Cena haircut, which thank I, thank I, you, I, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> whenever you guys have your rematch, I'm I'm expecting you to bust out the six moves of Doom. Oh, he's definitely catching one of those uh, thunder punches or lightning strikes, <laughs> whatever it's called. Prev, Prev and I actually agree. Next match we have is hair versus hair. Wow, <laughs> that's big. It is. I did not know that. That's a huge stipulation. I'm um, sure if he's getting nervous, cold feet, he'll show up in a in a mask and try to make it mask versus hair. <laughs> mask versus hair. Okay. Yeah that th- that tips the scales a little bit. If only one person's hair is on the line, and uh-huh. people obviously have seen Prep without a mask on, so it's not that big of a loss if Prep <laughs> loses the mask. Uh, Alo is the only one who saw the whole show. What rating would you give it? I'll give it a slob and archer because, like I said, it, it didn't seem like it was dragging along like the Great Rumble did. They, even throughout the weeks leading up on Raw and SmackDown, they actually tried to make it feel important. I could appreciate that. And they actually kind of carried it. It, it, didn't, like I said, it didn't really drag. Nothing was terrible on the card. I'll just give it a slob and archer. So, coming out of that, we, we had Triple H and The Undertaker build as last time ever. After it had already been billed the end of an era before that. And we're going to see it again. Yeah, I mean, it's not a singles have, match, but we're going to see them again. Yeah, we have DX against Undertaker and Kane in 2018. I mean, 21 I years in the making. I didn't care about what, the last Was there ever a third man with the Brothers of Destruction? Someone that was kind of notoriously known to be their third man? Aaron? A third man? What are you talking about? Was there ever like a third, like a third person associated with them, or someone that was kind of known, like how the Spike Dudley would be with the Dudleys, or no, how? No, no. I was gonna say it'd be funny if they did have a third man, they could bring a third person back from DX. I think that's the only way I would actually be interested in it. <laughs> who, are you, who are you speaking of? I would actually care more about this. I, yeah, but but that's just because I heard him talk about it earlier. But um, I actually was thinking like. Yeah, this is like something that's been going on and on, this feud with these four for like 21 years. But to my knowledge, unless this happened in like 09, 08, has, has this ever been a tag match? No. So like I actually, while I'm watching this one Raw, I was like, you know what, man? I just wish Stone Cold could come out, stun Austin, and we actually get the match that actually did happen 20 years ago. Which one? 
uh, the two man power trip versus the brothers of destruction. <laughs> oh, Somebody I actually, yeah, if I'm going to see someone come out of retirement, I'd rather it be uh, Austin. Oh, you mean Passion Halo? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the two man power trip, the, the one that everybody associates. With that, yo, it's been a long time since that's happened. Yeah, I would guess it's probably been over a year. Yeah, probably two years, I think. Maybe a year and a half. Probably since Since, Prep came aboard. Since you guys signed the hottest free agent ever. Yeah, once we once we signed Prep, we always had a third, no matter what. Um, Yeah, I I didn't care about this. I care about it even less now. Uh, I mean, on. On WWE television this week, we had DX. Uh, we've had The Undertaker and Kane at least be brought up. Kurt Angle back. Trish Stratus, Lita, uh, the big Kurt show. Kurt Angle, though. Kurt Angle like, is good. <laughs> it's not 1998. It's not 1999. It's not 2000. Like, why not just bring back The Godfather? Why not bring back Val Venus? Why not bring back Steve Blackman, D'Lo Brown? Like why? I'm off of D'Lo Brown. I'm off of Steve Blackman. If he's gonna resurrect that hardcore straight at, I there's just no need. No time need. Time out. For all time this. out. You angle part angle segment. Did you know that that was him? Was it spoiled by social media when you watched? So I had no idea. I had no idea, and honestly, I was only at best. You, you didn't like for it. You didn't like it. Well, I was only at best halfway watching it. When I looked up and saw that it was Kurt, I obviously it got a laugh out of me because I think Kurt is funny. And, so, but so yeah, I got a laugh out of it, but I wasn't even really paying that much attention to it. I was r- watching Raw about an hour and a half behind, and two different times, probably the two most important parts, I slipped up and called a still image on social media, and it was kind of ruined. I actually the still image I saw of Angle in the conquistador outfit, <laughs> I thought he was standing next to the revival when it was the two jobbers next to him. So I was like, what, what, what was he doing with the revival? But, um, I thought that was great. And if I actually could have watched that and not like I, if I watched that live and I did not see that still image, I would not have known that was him until the angle slam me. Per- I mean, me personally, I loved it. That I think is, the top two best things to happen on WWE programming this week, if not number one. Yeah, it was funny. I got a pop out of it. I had no idea it was him. What did you think, Prep? Corbin in that segment was fantastic. <laughs> him, so good. And the, the names that they came up with for the jobbers. <laughs> my favorite thing. Maybe my favorite. And, thing. and where they're from. So funny. Hombre, si nombre. <laughs> Do you remember any other names? Uh, the this hold on the Belgian waffler or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. So that so the Hollywood writers are at least earning a paycheck for some of this stuff. Yeah, and the Conquistador will always get a pop out of me because I, I thought it was Edger, Edger Christian when I saw that on Raw Monday night. And the best part is, you'll appreciate this, all of Team X has been a conquistador. I, I did pop for that as well. <laughs> I love how they tried to throw you off um, with the Heath Slater segment before it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. tossing Heath Slater in there and saying, like, oh, you're not that good. So then when you see the conquistador, you're like, 
oh, maybe it's Heath Slater. But then you see the neck, and automatically you're like, no, that's clearly Kurt Angle. Yeah, I, I'll be I honest, didn't like, notice the, it like, at all. Body structure didn't give it away to me. I mean, I wouldn't have been looking at it that closely. Like, I knew it was him because of the still image. That's it. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, is anybody here excited to see? And Shawn we all Michaels? know I love a battle royal. You do more than anyone I know. Is anyone here excited to see Shawn Michaels again? Uh, I well, no. I will optimistically say I will begin to be excited for it if he loses the headband. I'm all out on Shawn Michaels if he's there next week with that damn headband. <laughs> Just embrace the ball what is he going to come out in? Is he going to come out in ring gear with the, with that hat and wrestle in that hat? And then the hat's going to come off and he's going to rock with the headband? Well, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if he just wears the headband. He may not be happy about his bald head. He might be. He might have insecurity about it. But when it as far as it comes to him wrestling, it's just when it. I don't want to see it, but I'm sure he can get the magic and grab my attention for a few for a few seconds of that match and actually make me care. But I have no desire to see this. I'll be honest. It's the only reason I'll tune in at 2 p.m. or whatever time it come, that match is on on a Saturday. I'm not watching none of these special events. <laughs> um, but Shawn Michaels with a bald head is about exciting as Pash. You might not remember this, but Hogan with spiky hair. I don't remember that. When was that? It was in the uh, in the late NWO days. I don't remember that at all. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have, have to look. That, I'm gonna have to look a, that up. I'm Spiky hair. Because I want your live reaction. Okay. <laughs> all right. Of Hulk Hogan with spiky hair. Uh, yeah, I personally. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> oh man. How and why did that happen? <laughs> like, Tell why? me I didn't just see that. <laughs> Don't they oh look the same? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only one, only one of those two guys is actually entertaining, and the other one isn't. And one of those guys I would pay money to see, and the other one I wouldn't. Wait till he comes back. I've never seen his elite in the wild. Huh? I've still never seen his elite in the wild. Really? I've seen it multiple times and compl- um, contemplated copping for Pash. Yeah, that, yeah that's, one, need- that's one I would invest a couple dollars into. I um, need that one to be up next to that, that quiche figure. <laughs> Don't so, worry, Pash. It only costs a couple dollars. Yeah, so the, it'll get my couple dollars then if that's all it is. <laughs> uh, Lita and Trish now. Tag teaming against Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. Uh, is this is this necessary? <laughs> it's the better option than the two singles matches. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think the reason they changed it because I, I don't think Alexa might be ready to handle a full one on one match because she hasn't wrestled since um, was it Hell in a Cell? SummerSlam. The pay per view in September after she got her rematch. She hasn't wrestled mm. since then. That's why I think they made it a tag team match. That's a good point. I, I and you know we all know I'm a big fan of Trish, but I I didn't think her promo was terrible. I just thought it drug. Like I thought she had a hard time delivering. Maybe it was just too predictable to me, but like I, I didn't like the delivery of her promo on Monday. Maybe I'm being too hard on it. Not too much. I, I, like 
It's 2018. We don't need a Trish Stratus promo. Unless she's cutting it on me. That, and that's fine. And you know what? All the best to you if that happens. But on Monday <laughs> Her night, delivery she's, is terrible. she's not cutting it on you. Her Maybe delivery like, would be good in Schaumburg. <laughs> well, anyway... Like she kept changing her voice and stuff. It 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 didn't work. I was like, what's going on here? I, her cadence, I, I didn't like it at all. But I did love Alexa <laughs> when she said, "Yeah, like I grew up in this era. I grew up watching you, and you just sucked." <laughs> <laughs> like I did, I did enjoy that whole aspect of it. The only thing that I have else to say about the segment is when Lita gets on the top rope, I'm terrified. <laughs> so Brent, as soon so I watched it about two hours before we recorded, and I saw her climbing the turnbuckle, and out loud I said, "Please don't do it." <laughs> so I am one hundred percent with you that I'm terrified as soon as she gets to that top turnbuckle. I don't. You get terrified when anyone gets on the top turnbuckle. To a degree, that's true. There are some people I trust, and then there are some people I don't. Now, if we're talking about going from the top turnbuckle to the floor, then I'm definitely always terrified. But in the ring, a lot of people I do actually trust. Um, Baylo, you're right. Like Alexa was kind of what kept this segment floating. But as for the rest of it, it's just another thing that I'm like, I, I don't know why I'm even bothering to watch this. Uh, the bell is turned on Ronda. I think we even said last week as a joke, or I said as a joke, the heel turn everybody's dying to see. Uh, were you guys happy to see it? I enjoyed that because it came out of nowhere. It came back. It came out of um after their victory from Super Showdown and then on Raw. But we we knew they had to build some steam going into um, Evolution because that was the rumor main event. And at least they didn't, at least they weren't like all buddy buddy about hey I want you to challenge me or I want to challenge you challenge you at Evolution. But I, so I did like the heel turn. I even they did a. Uh, dot com exclusive interview interview with the Bellas. They said Ronda Rousey, she's not she hasn't been here since day one. She's not part of the the quote unquote Bellolution, what they're calling it. But it was a it was a quick it was a quick quick segment on on dot com. But I really did enjoy the heel turn because it the Bellas haven't been healed in a long time, and I think I I think this will be actually interesting now. I'm I, like I th- like I'm really interest, intrigued now to see what they actually do. And prep. I know you are a big Ronda fan who at one time did not want to see her infiltrate the world of wrestling, but then you kind of came around on her. How do you feel about her having a match against Nikki Bella? Well, I think that she's going to get destroyed in promos by heel Nikki <laughs> because heel Nikki is fantastic. You think she goes after Travis? <laughs> Probably. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But they, uh, she, Rhonda's selling is terrible. (laughs) I like, I think she, like, she did decent against Alexa. And just when, when, like, Nikki attacked her, it was, like, she has a hard time, like, actually keeping the sell. I thought she did a good job with the sell or being shocked of, like, why are you doing this? Like, when they first started stomping her in the corner, Mm -hmm. like, the whole surprise look on her face. I think she even uttered something, like, why? Yeah, Bree is awful as a heel. <laughs> well, on dot com, I'm I'm gonna be on, in my own here, but she's just awful. <laughs> on on dot com, she actually spoke like a normal person on that promo. 
No, she didn't she do didn't the pause. A, no, she didn't speak in slow motion. But something intriguing is Natty didn't come out, and the internet was bashing Natty in the entire <laughs> ever since Monday night, which I think is funny. But I also think that Natty could possibly play a role in in the match at Evolution because of the fact that her and Ronda are quote unquote best friends, but then at the same time she's friends with the Bells as well. They all they've all been in the, most of those backstage segments together. So I'm interested to see if Natty actually does play a part in this because they kept, they said Natty was too busy taking selfies backstage <laughs> to help Ronda. I hope that they uh, troll all the women and this becomes a tag match and there's no singles matches on all women's pay-per-view. <laughs> that would actually be pretty incredible if they did that. Um, and I mentioned Travis Brown a couple minutes ago. Travis Brown, who I believe has won less fights than me in the last four years. <laughs> Pat, uh, you are undefeated. You are undefeated. <laughs> this is true. Um, Charlotte and Becky open SmackDown, which I thought was like a really good idea to do. Very physical match. They obviously escalated it after the match. Uh, I thought it was a great open to SmackDown, leading to the first ever last woman standing match. Uh, are they going to Yes. Are they going to have all the women on SmackDown in the ring next week to celebrate the first ever la- for, the first ever <laughs> last woman standing match? Wouldn't surprise yeah. us all. It might as well. I hope we're done with, with all that. I hope we've seen the last of all that. But what did you guys... So, Charlotte and Becky had a match on Super Showdown, correct? Yes. I don't know. Was that good? Yeah, the match was good. Um, do you think that this feud warrants a last woman standing match? It does, because after, after a while, it was like, okay... Becky gets DQ'd at, at Super Showdown, and then on SmackDown results in a countout. It's like, okay, now what are you going to do? And then the whole spear spot, that kind of spearheaded, no pun intended, the <laughs> fact that you get, now we're going to have the, the first last woman standing match on WWE television because NXT did it last year with Nikki Cross and Asuka for the women's title in NXT. But I, I think this warrants it because I think this feud has really deserved it. Becky's been on, Becky's been on the upper hand most of the time so i think this match does warrant the last woman stipulation and heck what were you gonna say i mean i i agree with the everything aaron pretty much just said um with the last two results being you know tuesday and in australia of the matches both matches ended outside of the ring there wasn't a clear finish um something like this, something like a steel cage, but I feel like steel cage women's matches have happened a few times during SmackDown, uh, especially since the brand split. So this is a perfect thing to do. Yeah. Prep. What are your thoughts on Becky and Charlotte where that's at right now? Um, I still am into it, but if this is just going to lead to Charlotte regaining the title, I'm upset about it. Yeah, I will be too. Like Becky needs to keep that type. Becky needs to come out on top. So that's how yeah, I, I feel. Like yeah, I, I I agree too. Like prep, I I thought maybe you'd want to see Charlotte win it back because I know you're like a big Charlotte fan. But I'm just that's my big fear is like we're just gonna get Charlotte being the champion again and just business as usual. Which too much of what's on WWE TV right now is business as usual. I don't want anything else. I my two main complaints with this is. Obviously, they're trying to 
fairer way to make Becky the heel in this, but she's not being overly heelish. She's being heelish towards Charlotte, but that's it. She's still like doing her entrances and her intro. She still, you know, acknowledges the crowd positively. But like when she tries to do the exit, like here, let me just get my title and leave. That's like normal. Like, I look like you should start booing this person one on one. So I was kind of annoyed with that because I like kind of the natural progression they've been doing. Besides that, my own my like real disdain with this whole match or the whole segment was how dead commentary was on that sphere spot. I mean, that was Tom Phillips. (laughs) Oh, my God. He he was dead on it. And I don't know, like, could no one save him on there? Is Michael Cole's not not on there, correct? No. So it's Corey him and what Saxton. Yep. And Philly's finest. <laughs> so, I mean, when, when you when you watch that back, I mean, there's there's nothing that you can. You know, this is the week before the 1000th episode of Smackdown. And like when 2000 rolls around, if you want to rewatch that clip, that clip is dead flat. But I mean, if you watch, you know, 18 years ago when Jericho got gored through it there's audio that goes with that segment that make that segment so much better. And the first, like I literally was looking away and it's like, all right, something happened. I look up and the stage, there's something going on there. I was like, all right, let me rewind this. And I watch and I'm like, all right, well that like, that seems real flat. I rewound it again a second time. I was like, all right, well this is annoying. I can't believe I'm rewinding this again. And then I watched the two times they replayed it and I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, they dropped the ball. Yeah, commentary sucks. Oh, the, com- it was the commentary dropped the ball? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a quiet moment. There's, there's nothing that goes, all, goes along audio wise with that sound spot. Like, if you, if you, if you, there's no sound to go with the spot. If you watch any spot of like someone jumping off a cage, someone going through a table, there's, you know, I'll even tip my hat, there's a lot of times where Michael Cole has played audio to someone taking a bump like that and there's it's just so flat mm-hmm. yeah commentary sucks pretty much all around. I, I actually was like you know what this is a real cool hardcore bump for the women's division to take when the 999th episode of smackdown right before this historical moment next week i was like besides the feud going on this is something to play and talk about next week or in the thousandth episode. Yeah, and they don't – it doesn't come across like a highlight is no. basically what and it I seems mean, like you're saying. And I feel like I mentioned this weeks ago, but like this is clear proof that they really don't care about SmackDown because it, the thousandth episode's next week. And when the thousandth episode of Raw came around, it was two hours. And I think Aaron and I talked about this last week or a couple weeks ago, but – I believe the thousandth episode was when it started being three hours, correct? Yep. So I figured maybe give us a one-time three-hour SmackDown to make it, you know, there's so much stuff, a thousand episodes you can recap or a thousand episodes worth of stuff to bring back and talk about. But, you know, SmackDown doesn't ever get that honor. No. Not saying I don't ever want that to be three hours, but, I mean, this is a one-week time where it actually makes, makes sense for it. Yeah, and I'll just say selfishly, I'm happy it's not three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think they'll, they'll stuff a lot in that two hours, though. 
It'll I think be it'd be a lot less filler. Like I, I even found the last couple weeks watching the ninety minute raw on Hulu is like more than I feel like doing. So I definitely, I don't, definitely yeah. don't want SmackDown to be three hours. <laughs> um, Miz TV with Daniel Bryan, the number one contender, and AJ Styles. I thought this was a good segment. And again, Miz comes out of this segment for me as the most interesting guy of the three. Yeah. Did that line about AJ not headlining pay-per-views bother you guys as much as it did me? Um, well, it, it didn't bother me because it was like, it's okay, true. that was an acknowledgement of the truth. Uh, but it bothers me that it is the truth. So what, like, what was it that bothered you, Prep? It was just too, too real. Too on the nose? <laughs> like, and it's, it's not like he picks the match card. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? We I all know it. I don't, we all know I don't like the Miz and I love that. Yeah, so prep your feeling. Well, is you're like, a shooter, so <laughs> prep your feeling was that it was like an actual personal insult to AJ, like in real life, that was unnecessary. Yeah, like if I was AJ, I would have been offended. Like, yo, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, come on, man. Yeah, I don't mind. You get that. Yo, Mike. Yo, Mike. Chill. Yeah, because when it comes to that whole um, <coughs> being the champion, but being stuck in the middle of the show. Bruce Pritchard talked about it on his show a lot. The reason that happens is just because you're a champion, it doesn't mean you'll you'll be the main event guy because no matter what, the top merch, the top merch seller who draws the most money, that guy will still main event. So that's why they that's why they do that, and that's why Roman Reigns is always the main is most of the time mostly the main event. Well, I would sell a lot of merchandise if my one piece of merchandise was eighty dollars too. <laughs> which merchandise is that the vest the vest <laughs> the vest which looked so good on me at wrestlemania two years ago it did it still did. the and greatest I'm... recreation of a picture dude ever. that yeah. really is it was spot on. perfect i got such a huge <laughs> pop out of that yeah and then when it came to the promo i really loved it because aj's been stale he's believe it or not he's been champion for almost a year and it really doesn't kind of feel that long, but he's been stale throughout that entire year for the most part. His best match was, was he had with Brock for the most part. And Daniel Bryan, he's been uninteresting too. And then The Miz, who has been the most interesting person since he started this show, even though he hasn't won our Superstar of the Year, but he is the most interesting person, the best character that's really been on television. And I hope that this leads to him winning the title. I do think he'll get him getting a shot. But I just don't know when because I think they want to get AJ to break that punk record. Which is what? Another 150 days or something? Buck uh, 30 something plus, like buck 20 plus. Depends what like his that. number is. It's 434, so however long until he gets there. Oh, so it's a little under 100 then. I think they said he was at 336 on Tuesday. I, it, like I it, said, I, like that. he'll have it to the Rumble. Um, it all depends. It all depends if the Rumble defense is before Punk State, then he'll win and retain it. If it's after, he may drop it at the Rumble, but he's going to keep it till he gets there. Yeah, especially when they're actually making it a point to say how many days he's held the title now. Uh, did you guys like Brian and Miz on commentary? Battling out. It's good. I didn't even pay attention to it oh, it because was so I was. I'm so. Ugh, I don't know. 
it was prep, prep. It was amazing because they kept going back and forth. Um, Min said something about Brian wrestling Shelton Benjamin last week, and, and Brian said, "Yeah, it's been a while since I, since I actually wrestled a good wrestler." <laughs> Aaron, since you watched the showdown, what what happened with Joe's injury? Uh, I don't remember the exact spot, but he did he did fall awkwardly. I'm not sure how legit it was on SmackDown. It played off his match with Jeff Hardy, and he couldn't continue. But AJ he, ended up winning. What was that? Is that not thought to be a legitimate call by the ref? I'm not sure because AJ ended up winning with the calf crusher. So, and then what happened on SmackDown with Jeff Hardy, I, I felt that that was a little bit odd. So I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. Nothing's come out about it either. I had a real bad taste in my mouth because I thought it was like real legit, and it's not like a bad taste towards Joe. But like, if this is a tough break for Joe and he's hurt right now, legitimately hurt. I got such a bad taste in my mouth of WWE because if this is a legitimate injury and Joe's been on the main roster for a year and 10 months, I don't care what anyone said. They, they dropped the ball with him. Yeah. He should have been a champion by now. And if he's injured and out for like a few months, Compe- like competed knows? for three different titles mm-hmm. more than once. Yeah. But the thing with Joe is he, he kind of falls into that category of, when he when he loses, you'll kind of forget about it because he can he, he can recover from a loss real quick. It's like one of those characters that said they could lose big matches, but they so, still have their demeanor. My two points to that, and and this could be guilt by association with being such a fan of him. I don't forget because I like him so much. But then at the same time, it's like you do forget about it. But so like I forgot that, or, or you're supposed to forget. Like he just lost a match for the WWE championship. And then he's having a match to contend for this tournament that doesn't even matter, but he can't even finish it because of an injury. So again, the injury, like I don't blame it on him, but like, if this is really what's happening to him, it just pisses me off. Like at the whole company. Yeah. I mean, because I'm, it's just I'm like, pissed it's off like if he's catching company. a tough, if he's catching a bad break right now, he's catching a bad break at the worst time when his main roster career hasn't got what it deserved. Yeah, and I'm almost worried that it never will. Um, I don't think it will because WWE, it's amazing if you look back even five years ago how they've become even more commercial than what they used to, than what, than what we grew up on for the most part. It's amazing because certain, to- certain people, they might be in different positions if they weren't so commercial. I could be wrong on this. So Samoa Joe just had that Chronicle episode come out with produced by WWE. Who else did they do? They did one person, someone else on that, maybe two. But if I'm correct, everyone else, it, it released and it went straight to the network. His went on like YouTube or Facebook and they advertised that it was on YouTube or Facebook. And now it's on the network. I'm like, man, what a smack in his face. Like it doesn't even go straight to the network. Like go, go watch it on Facebook. It's free. You don't even need to subscribe 10 bucks for it. It's free. <laughs> yeah, I I don't believe Samoa Joe has a real injury only because of the fact that they sent him out there and had a match the next night. But I didn't watch the match with AJ on the show. So like I I literally have no idea. It just was my impression of the fact that he did have a match on SmackDown. Um Kevin Owens and Bob uh, we had two developments. One, Leo talking throughout the entire match on the microphone. 
and the Bob heel turn. Uh, Alo, would you call this heel turn the heel turn you never knew you needed? Well, I knew about this because I, I know about heel Bob from from Impact. So, I, I, me and Prep been telling you about heel Bob and Bob's good on the mic for a long time, but it's not translated WWE at all because you're going to you're you're basically reading off this script. But throughout that whole match, when Leo Rush was talking on the microphone. I was kind of irritated, so, so I didn't really know what they were going for. Cause that that whole Bob Lashley, Bob Lashley, get him, Bob. That whole that whole my voice. man, <laughs> my man, Bob Lashley. <laughs> like that whole. Are you ready <laughs> for my man? <laughs> yeah. So like that whole thing was getting my main like, man. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, what are they? What are they going? At? What are they going for? Cause since he was going with with Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is basically a heel. Sweet. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so Kevin Owens is a heel, so I'm like, why are they doing this to doing this against him for Kevin Owens for like I think Leo's getting being kind of annoying. I like it, but he's being annoying. But after Bob basically turned heel, I enjoy Leo Rush's performance during that match even more. And I'm hoping Leo we get that every week. Yeah, I'm hoping we get that every week now. Like I hope that becomes the gimmick because if if they could actually make Bob somewhat entertaining or interesting i would appreciate it as opposed to when he comes on and i'm like oh i can't stand to even look at it um the shield and the new wolf pack what do they call themselves dogs of war is anybody else completely over this as much as i am so much that i didn't even watch the match bash alo are you over this as much I, as i am i watched the match but i fast forwarded to like the half of it just to see I was hoping for something <laughs> well something that was interesting because it kind of makes the match at Super Showdown not, not kind of matter during that match last week on Raw you noticed that Dean Ambrose was kind of up in the air about how he felt about Roman and Seth and he was kind of in his feelings about not being a champion and in the match at Super Showdown during the victory Ambrose was the one who got the pinfall and you would kind of think that he was like back in the good grace with them and stuff because they, they kind of like told the story about how because even in the match I think Roman inadvertently really hit Ambrose and, and there was a spot I believe where Ambrose uh, Galloway was on one end of the corner you know how the shield they, they take up each side each side of the ring Ambrose Ambrose was on the other side on the ring with those three guys and then he came in and joined Roman and and Seth so they kind of te- they did a lot of teasing. To what Ambrose was going to do, and they actually did a lot of character development in the match on Saturday. But when, with Ambrose walking out on them this week on Raw after the loss, that was kind of strange to me. Yeah, again, they're just teasing the uh, the Dean heel turn or the Dean separation. Who knows when we're going to get it? If we're going to get it, I mean, how long had they been teasing Sasha Banks being a heel and never actually really happened? Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of like tired of it like i don't know where it's going i don't know what the point of it is i don't know why i'm supposed to care um and i really don't i really don't have anything else to say about it i pass to piggyback off what you're saying um you know being a fan of it it's almost annoying because the the segment happens on raw the match ends the match is exciting there's a lot of stuff going on seth's firing on all cylinders dean's fighting the good fight and the distractions there, the Claymore kick goes down, and he loses. But Seth or Roman didn't do him wrong 
there was nothing really from what I saw, at least in that, that last couple of transitions, there was no reason for him to be upset. I mean, he got caught in a bad spot, got the kick, but nobody left him hanging. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what we're like, like, what was the point? I, and again, I didn't watch the super showdown match, but I, I heard on commentary that he, he got hit by Roman. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait a minute. If he got hit by Roman, but stuck around, finished that match, this, the two days later, they're there for him the whole way through. And you know, he gets pinned and then now he just leaves them. That's kind of like the annoying thing to me. If he's going to leave them, I wish he would have done it in the match. Not like after he, he takes a loss that like, it's no one's fault. I don't want to say it's his fault. Like, you know, he, he took, he took the, he took a finisher. The match is over one, two, three, but it's, it's no one else's fault. Yeah. I, and they didn't even do it in a way that was interesting enough where it's like, Ooh, let's see what happens next week. It was like, Oh, okay. This, this again, like I'm, I'm not even intrigued to see what happens next week. Um, although Roman diving over the ropes is always fun to watch. You don't always get to see it, but it's always fun when you do. Um, he wants to be taker so bad. <laughs> yeah, and one thing about Raw, I don't know, I don't know how you guys felt about felt about Raw, but even though the old people came back, minus the DX thing, I did enjoy Raw for the most part. And one thing that I did enjoy was the fact that the Shield wasn't on my television all night long, like they have been for the last month, of, month or two months of reruns. Yeah. Um, so I didn't enjoy Raw. And actually, I'm going to throw in like a mild Ronnie versus the world right now. And not, it's not like a heat seeker or anything like that, but. You're talking about my new favorite podcast? <laughs> I, I'm not, but this is. The award the, the, the winning podcast? <laughs> uh, hasn't, hasn't won an award yet, to my knowledge. Um, the, critical, the critically acclaimed podcast? I'll take that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, yeah, this is not – I'm not really even fired up, but, like, I was thinking about this the last week or so, and I'm watching Raw on Hulu, like I said, 90 minutes, and I'm like, oh, this is even too long. 90 minutes? What a win. Yeah, and even that, I'm like, this is too long. And I think, like, the, the conclusion I came to when I jumped back into wrestling and, like, fell in love with it again in, in 2000 – like 14-ish. I was at a job that I hated that made me miserable. My life was like, to me, I wasn't talking about this, but like to me it felt like my life is in ruins and WWE was like this escape for me that it like took me away from the way I felt about this stuff I felt like I was trapped in for a few years. Uh And like now I'm outside of that job now whatever issues i have i'm actually like in the process of like trying to fix them or trying to work on them and it's like i don't feel like i need or want the escape and that escape is just like not even an enjoyable escape it's like a chore to get through it so i don't know if it's that like my life is different now than it was when i jumped back in or if it's that the product it's the product that much more boring where it's like i can't even escape from anything watching this i want an escape from this now like that's almost how i need an escape from raw (laughs) and i don't know where to find it and for a little while smackdown was like the escape from raw and it's like gone what were you you gonna say you know you could find that escape at where 
Cash's indie inquiry. <laughs> well, if you guys are ready December to, to jump 8th, into it, December eighth, you'll escape. <laughs> that is an escape. Because um, I was gonna, I, I didn't want to cut you off, but right now, WWE, we're all SmackDown combined, and their specials is replacing your job as the burden in your life. <laughs> that's it's a great point. Like that now has taken the place of the job that I hated is now wrong SmackDown. Uh, do you want to jump into Pash's indie inquiry? Yeah, sure. Why not? Prep. Do you want to tell everybody what our match was this week? So our match this week comes from CMLL's 81st anniversary show. It was Atlantis versus Ultima Guerrero in a mass versus mass two out of three falls match. So who wants to go first? I know you guys wanted me to go last last week. So whoever wants to take it first, and I'll hold off till the end again. I'll take it first. Okay. Uh, the reason I picked this match is because I I really wanted to give you different styles of wrestling mm-hmm. rather than to just give you like uh, this is some indie high flying <laughs> craziness. Even though this technically isn't indie wrestling this is the oldest promotion in the world yeah (laughs) but um it's it's definitely worth the watch i picked this match because of the emotion like i've never felt like more sad to see somebody have to take their mask off so a little background about atlantis atlantis is 18 and 0 in uh spoiler alert (laughs) atlantis is 18 and 0 in mass versus mass match so, so this uh, is like his hell in a cell. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a legend when it comes to the mask versus mask match. Uh, taking off masks. Uh, his last one was La Sombra, which uh, our audience probably knows as Andrade Cien Almas. But as far as the match, it was a lot of fun. Uh, not to go over it too much, but my favorite spot was the second fall which was for Atlantis, that submission move he used. Mm -hmm. Why isn't anybody in the WWE using that? So when he did it, I felt like I had seen somebody do it in WWE, like in a tag match, like last year. But I don't remember if it was the Usos. I don't remember if it was um, the, oh God, what is their names? Um, the can't remember the guys that used to be uh never mind i I feel like i saw somebody do it but i loved it when i i popped when i saw that submission get applied yeah and then there's something about lucha like authentic lucha libre they have the best transitions like from move to move Mm -hmm. nothing like it the colognes is who i was thinking of and I felt oh, okay. like they may have done it. Um, no, you're right. Like the first pinfall came off of like a, a scramble and a transition like that. Um, and really, even the, the final one came on a transition like that. Um, so I appreciate the idea of not just giving me like indie greatest hits and just giving me different stuff because the whole point of it is okay, WWE is like a rerun every week, it's boring, it's the same old stuff. You're, you're basically making it a point to say, I'm going to give you something separate from what you just watched last week. So exactly. I, I appreciate that. Alo and Eck, what were your guys' thoughts on 
on this match? I enjoyed the hell out of the commentary. I thought I was literally at a party. <laughs> uh, the, the match was fun. There, there was some good, there was good spots on it. It's not something you watch every day. It was definitely di- different than what you watch on the weekly basis with WWE. Uh, it was a treat. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more I than the, original, to- the, the first and the inquiry, <laughs> but not, not that the first one wasn't fun, but this was more, uh, more of a serious match. I, I did enjoy it. Not that I, it's like comedy wrestling, but this is good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I, I was in an intense game of WWE 2K19 while waiting for my computer to arrive. To arrive. <laughs> yeah. So I did not get a chance to watch. I could not beat. I was playing the Dan Bryan showcase. I could not beat the Miz for some reason. Hmm. Well, up until Saturday, neither could Daniel Bryan. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had to do so many objectives, so I couldn't. I, I couldn't finish the match because you had to lock in the, the, the yes lock and have him tap out, but I could never get that far in all the objectives they had. So I didn't get a chance to watch it. All right, so my thoughts. One, like the electricity in the arena had me sold immediately. Like, Prep, I actually just uh, was texting you about this either yesterday or the day before. And uh, my buddy Phil, who I've mentioned on the show before, I was texting him about this during Connor's walkout. I told him, like, walk out to, like, an MMA fight is one of the coolest things ever. Like, I would love to have that experience, like, of just that feeling of walking out. And there's something about that energy and, like, the anticipation and, like, the nerves. Like, you're watching it, and I don't know what it is. There's something about UFC and MMA that, like, you get so much adrenaline watching it. And it gave me that feeling, like, when they both came out and the way the crowd was reacting. Uh, the intensity they had right at the start that it ended up outside the ring within like the first 30 or 40 seconds. It felt like super intense. Eck mentioned the commentary. Like it felt like I was watching an event. It didn't feel like I was just watching a quote unquote wrestling match. It felt like I was watching a real event that like mattered and had real stakes. Um, I just like felt it for the, the entirety of it. And like even listening in a language I don't speak or understand, like they were making me understand, even though I didn't know exactly what they were saying. And like Prep said, the, the emotion of having to take the mask off, his emotion when he took it off, his loved one's emotion standing in the crowd, like really got to me. Um, and like the match itself is such a different style. Like Prep was talking about the transitions and. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a great follow-up to the uh, the comedy match the week before. Um, I loved both matches, but like in very different ways. They were a lot of fun. Um, so I think I gave last week's six Capri, six Capri Sun rating. Uh, we follow up with yet another six Capri Sun rating. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And like one more thing, um, I I feel like. I've talked about this before, like growing up, I wasn't a Rey Mysterio guy. I was never a big, a big masked wrestler guy because I felt like you lost something without seeing the expression on people's faces. And over the last maybe year, probably starting with the Cruiserweight Classic, actually, I've done like a huge turnaround on the masked wrestler because one, while you can't see the expressions on a person's face, the mask like is the identity of that person. Uh, Like Batman, 
if you're a Batman fan, you don't see Batman's face. You see the mask. Um, if you are like a Spider-Man fan, you see a mask. And it's like the that is part of that person's identity. Every every uh, masked wrestler's mask is different. And it's like if you're just looking for the detail, you see the difference. You could tell them apart that way. Um, and I think this is just part of like me appreciating like that culture and that genre more than I ever did before. So I think it was really good to go with that one second. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Six Capri Suns. Um, Sounds good. Now, now, prep, get right. Now, pass. You're ready for the Will Osprey match next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are are we revealing who next week's what next week is? So. Next week's match mm-hmm. comes from Sp- Smash Wrestling out of Canada. Okay. It features two of my, well, one of my favorites for a while now, indie wrestlers, and one of my new favorite indie wrestlers. This is an intergender match, so again, evolving with the uh, style of match. So shock value, according to Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> We got a uh, Jordan Grace versus oh. Joey Janela. Okay, wow! This is, oh, I'm, I'm in, looking I'm, forward I'm to this. That. I'm very excited to get the the link to this one. Yeah, Thick Mama Pump versus the Bad Boy, <laughs> and she was the one who wrote that book. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought that's why I recognized that name. Uh, very much looking forward to this one. Very much looking forward to discussing this on next week's show. Um, do we have any listener questions this week? I know we do have at least one from Rihanna's cousin, Kevin. All right. So from Rihanna's cousin, Kevin. Okay. (laughs) Or on Instagram as heels, heels underscore faces. Okay. Well, heel two face. I'm sorry. Since y'all spoke briefly on Barbados on the last episode, <laughs> would you guys ever visit here? Would I ever visit there? <laughs> oh, I was going to say it earlier. I, after the review, I think the next elite trip, I know where we're going. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely, I would visit Barbados. Island paradise, of course, I would visit Barbados. No questions asked. As long as the beers are cold there, my friend, you can count me in in the next 12 months. <laughs> Prep, would you visit Barbados? Oh, yeah. Especially if the girls look like Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> and Alo, would you visit Barbados? Of course. And uh, Kevin, you could be, we'll, we'll, we will gladly love for you to be our tour guide. <laughs> yes, and, and you can, uh, you can sit, on, sit in on like a, a recording of the Matt Madness podcast from Barbados. Unsanctioned! Yes, like <laughs> if anyone, I, this is the first time I'm ever mentioning it on the show. Uh, but if anyone listened to my Conan O'Brien episode of Ronnie versus the world, which was this week, I talked about his show Conan without borders, where he goes to like different countries and like visits the culture. This could be like Matt madness without borders. (laughs) (laughs) We go down and record a show in Barbados. (laughs) So yeah, you should have been at the episode in Schaumburg. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, Kevin, to answer your question, it's a unanimous yes. We would all visit Barbados. Uh, (laughs) And thank you for the question, and thank you for the five-star review. Um, Alo, any more questions? Yes, we have a question from the goth... Well, 
statement from the Godfather <laughs> podcast. Okay. I didn't watch. From when I read, "Dark times are upon us, my friends." Dark times are upon us. And dark times are upon us, my friends. <laughs> among the zillion reasons, I'm concerned that we in the we are in the middle of a three gimmick network special, Super Showdown, Super Brawl Saturday, Crown Jewel, <laughs> and Survivor Series. I hate to say it, but I'm not even excited about Shawn Michaels. I also feel that the Rock rumors are true. Things have been so bad that I don't even know what I want or like anymore. This is not a goodbye or see you later. But old Yeller, old Yeller is running out of gas. Ah, first, first off, laugh. I'm proud of you for not watching. Um, Congratulations. I, I applaud you for not watching. And I'm with you. Like, like I said at the top of the show, I don't like. I don't care. I don't care if I miss stuff. It doesn't matter to me right now. And maybe in like two weeks, three weeks. They'll build up like a storyline or two that'll that'll capture my interest, but like right now, I'm just watching and thinking, like, what are we doing? What are we doing with five hours of our week every week? Um, so yeah, I, I applaud you for not watching. Uh, was that it for listener questions? Well, I also have the return of Pushfire Barry, but it's being rebranded. Uh, okay. And make someone your champion. Tell someone to go to hell home. Okay. <laughs> Or demote to main event and wrestle Mike Canellas. And wait, what was the last one? Demote to main event and wrestle Mike Canellas. Wow, okay. Whoever came up with that name didn't know he's on 205 Live. <laughs> but he didn't watch. <laughs> All right. So, the Bellas. The Bellas, okay. Main event. Crown, <laughs> Crown Jewel. Okay. Or the Big Show. All right, and this is – and the options are now make someone make my someone, champ. Tell someone to go to hell home. And main event in a match against Mike Kanellis. No, demote to main oh, event. Oh, demote to main event against Mike Kanellis. Okay. <laughs> and Russell, Mike Kanellis. All right. Oh, main event the show. I was In my head, I was thinking like the main event on this show. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. And we have the Bellas – the Big Show and Crown Jewel. Yes. So, oh God. So, all right. You know what? The Big Show. Everyone said. Everyone has been saying lately that he looks like me. For the last <laughs> couple years, he has done a lot of good work with like the kids and charities lately. I think he is actually going to go the hell home sooner rather than later. <laughs> so before he rides off into the sunset, I will make the big show my champion. Um, I'm going to go out of order here. Who I will demote to main event to wrestle Mike Kanellis. I will say the Bellas because for the last few weeks, we've seen them too often on both shows and for no real reason. Um, I like Mike Kanellis, by the way. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any ill will towards Mike Kanellis. Um, and then that leaves Crown My Jewel. Man. Crown Jewel, go the hell home. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to know what's even on that show. I will not watch it. Um, how about the world? How about the World Cup or everybody from the U.S.? Yeah, so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm over that too. You know what? The World Cup can go the hell home too. 
as far as I'm And then they put the food to uh, uh, they put the two foreigners in one match <laughs> so to they, see who's going. Let's get one of them out immediately. <laughs> oh, so stupid. It is stupid. But, but technically, if Ray wins, I mean, he, he's a Chicano. He was born in America. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's true. Um, you guys excited for next week? What, SmackDown 1000? Uh, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I actually was going to cancel today my DVR. And I was like, you know what? Only thing I really DVR is SmackDown because it's half it's seventy five percent of everyone by the time we get up. Excuse me, by the time we get home. So I was like, you know what? Next week, and unless I get out of work early, like I'm gonna want to watch that show in its entirety. I'm not like you know really just fast forwarding commercials. I actually am looking forward to it, but it's it's the abusive relationship, nothing else. <laughs> Prep. All right, so next month I'm moving. After I'm going to cancel my cable, I'm cutting the cord, and I'm pirating everything, and I don't feel bad about it. So you're going to be like me and not have any channels left. <laughs> yeah, but you, you pirating pirate. You watch on Hulu. You pay for that, right? Uh, I'm using someone else's Hulu account at the moment. Oh, okay. So no, well, What about the network, Prep? I don't know. I'm going to see if I can swing somebody else's network. I'm probably going to use my brother's. My whole first year on the network, my brother, yeah, you, Eddie Potatoes, you were using mine. Eddie Potatoes. I'll never my, – my oldest brother, Jay, did the same thing. He asked me for my password every year for the Rumble. And then one year I was like, you make three times the amount as I make. Why the hell are you using my password? <laughs> you can afford the, the 10 – the 999 plus yeah. tax. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if you pay one twenty and you just watch Mania every year. You you ain't gonna notice. <laughs> uh, is everyone ready for the triumphant return of Stumpalo? Yes. Yes. All right. So, question also from Godfather of the podcast Joe Lafferty. This week saw the triumphant return of the Big Show. According to the internet, when was his <laughs> last pay per view win? <clears throat> Ooh. Let me see here. Was it? Because he hasn't been around much. Was it Fast Lane 16? It was at Fast Lane, but it wasn't 2016. Wow, Fast Lane when we got that engine <laughs> riding by. That was good audio. It was perfect. Oh, was it? Was it, it, it was so throwaway crap. It was a. Uh, uh, hard body Mahal in Rusev, or was that TLC? It no. So was it Fast Lane Seventeen? It wasn't Hard Body Mahal. Okay. Orton. It wasn't Orton. Big Show been on Raw this whole time. Oh, um, no, 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 no. Cena, Orton, Kane, and Brie Bella. The four that go both shows. Let me see. Because I know there was... um, Because I I know it wasn't like a handicap match or something, was it? It was a standard singles match. 
Oh, snap. <laughs> Come on, Alo. <laughs> How did he beat a fast lane 17? I remember what the main event. That one was Roman and Braun, the main event. And I know it was, it was this before Jinder won the wow. final. He said it wasn't Jinder. Past his favorite pay-per-view. <laughs> I know for a fact he didn't give this a showstopper. I did not. This has definitely got a jobber from me. You just got a jobber from you. Okay, this was the Bill show. Oh, God, who the hell did Big Show be? He's, he's stumped. How did Big Show be? I'm, I'm trying to think. Wave it. Big show because cause I'm sure it was like one of those magic that was just thrown on the card. Because I, I know he ended up facing hard body Mahal in, in uh, Rusev one show. Um, mm hmm. He may have. I think he got me here. All right, you're going to be upset. Wait. Wait. Okay. give up all right i'm tapping so you're gonna be upset because the match was just big show over rusev so i did say it right well you said over hard body mahal no i said it was two matches i said he beat hard body mahal and rusev oh i thought you meant the two of them I, together is what I yeah, thought. Yeah, it sound like it was like a no, handicap for a no, no, it was no. I could have sworn he faced them both back to back that night. Let's see. Yeah, he just had a match. I mean, we'll give it to you. No, Cesaro beat Jinder. Okay. And then Big Show beat Rusev. Well, if that's what you meant, that it was one of those two, then yes, you clearly did get it right. I thought you meant he had beaten both of them in a match, uh, which oh, confused no. me. That's why I made the point to say it was a singles match. Go ahead, Prep. I have a non-wrestling stump Alo. Okay. <laughs> okay, Alo. There's no setup to this. In Martin, there was a show on the show that Gina and Bruhman bonded over. Ah. What was this show called? Oh, oh man! Ah, oh. this just came on the other night too. It was like it was like like a soap opera or something, it was right? A soap right? opera, yes. Um, I don't remember the name, but I knew it was a soap opera. It, was, I, I can't remember it. 
because it was like one of those parodies of something that was on, on, currently on TV back at that time. I can't remember the name. So you I'll throw remember? in the flag. Oh man, I don't. I just know. I just know it was a soap opera. All my youngins. <laughs> All my youngins. Oh my god. Yeah, there you go. That's I knew it was a soap so opera. good. I knew it was a soap opera. I just couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> also, Pash, I, th- I think we owe it to the team to just say mm-hmm. UFC 229 was a success. It was. Fire. And it I was wasn't sober, but it was fire. Tony Ferguson and Pettis, great fight. Uh, Derek Lewis, great fight. Um, and obviously, like, the Conor Khabib fight itself wasn't great, but the spectacle of it was. <laughs> so it definitely delivered as far as, like, that was all I saw was those three fights, and they were all great. Yeah, and you, uh, I said this to you in text, but casual MMA fans are my new least favorite fan of all time. Like, I could deal with the IWC. I can't deal with the IMMAC. <laughs> the IMMAC. The internet MMA community. Oh, my God. People acting like this wasn't going to be the outcome. Like, everybody's like, oh, Connor finally got what he deserved. This and that. Like, People who watch MMA knew he was gonna lose. Like, yeah. What like was as the, much what as was the first I wanted thing I said him to, to win, you, first thing I said to you I, after the press conference was, "This is gonna be bad for Connor." Yeah, like as much as I wanted him to win, like it's not an easy fight. Like this was actually the worst stylistic matchup he can face. Yeah, and it always comes back to BJ Penn for me when we talk about MMA. But this reminded me a lot of when BJ fought George St. Pierre the second time. (laughs) When he fought George St. Pierre the second time, the whole thing was, can he keep it on the feet? And he couldn't. And GSP was just bigger and stronger. And when he got BJ on the ground, BJ just couldn't get back up. And that's ultimately what happened to Connor. And even, like, that was a one-sided fight. Like, I've been in, in conversation with people saying, like, oh, well, like, he didn't get his ass kicked. I'm like, yes, he did. Yes, he did. He like, got mauled. Like, like the Joe first Roger round. Said it best, he got mauled. Yeah, the first round, no, he didn't have any damage done to him, but he got taken down and never got back up. He landed one good left in the opening seven or eight seconds and got held down the whole round. Second round, he got manhandled and pummeled. Third round, I felt like he edged out the round, like he clearly won, but it wasn't like he dominated round three. And then round four, he got finished. And he never hurt Khabib. He never had him in any trouble. He never posed any threat. And the hardest punch landed in the fight was Khabib on Connor. So yeah. it was a one-sided ass-kicking uh, that Connor got. What is it about the casual fans you don't like? Just that they're very loud, but they don't really know what they're talking about? Yeah, that it drives me insane. Me too. It's like they just hear news and they just regurgitate what they hear. Or they have these really bold opinions when they don't have any actual knowledge to back it up. It's it's just as bad as like casual wrestling fans who try to act like they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like who casual wrestling fans who read the dirt sheets. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and Connor as soon as this was over, I was like I don't even want to see this fight again. I do. 
Because of the spectacle or because you think there's a chance of a different outcome? I think there's a chance of a different outcome. Really? Yeah. Only because I I believe everything that um, Connor's coach said. John Cavanaugh had an interview. And, like, obviously Connor trains, but he said, well, we got too wrapped up in training for defense and didn't think of offense. Like, all they wanted to do was block the takedown, but you can only do that so much. Like, Connor clearly wasn't throwing shots in fear to just defend the takedown. And at that, he couldn't even sprawl him well enough, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so like, so, go ahead. as 100% of what Prep just uh, said he, he dislikes, as <laughs> a uh, fair weather, or not even a fair weather, <laughs> like, uh, I, I, you know, hearsay, you know, the pay-per-views, I'll watch them here and there for the UFC. I don't follow it. I don't know what's going on in between and out. I guess here's my question on it. So I, I agree with prep. I do think there could be a, a different result, but I think I'm one of those fans watching it that was saying he didn't get completely annihilated. Like, did he, did he get his ass beat? Yes. But did it go longer than it could have? Like the way you saw those first two rounds go, it, it could have ended earlier if Habib would have got a little more offense and if I'm, I, I could be wrong because I don't know the stats as as well as everyone. Um, the fought, fight he had with Diaz, where Diaz beat him, was by submission as well. Correct? Yeah, round two, which was sooner than this. Mm-hmm. So I guess like my whole thought was because I recall watching that was, well, the last time he lost, he lost in a shorter fashion than he lost this time around. So I don't know if it was me being optimistic, and it definitely could have been the dozen-plus shots I had at P's and Q's <laughs> prior to where I ended up watching the fight. But I thought, you know what, man, if there's any chance of a comeback, you know, it's, it's round three. You know, he, he's got a chance. Like, he didn't make it this far last time he tapped. Yeah, I mean, there there's validity to that, that he he lasted longer. I just didn't feel like he was ever... I didn't feel like he ever looked like the better fighter in that fight. And I would love to see a different result the next time because I do believe there will be a next time. But I just think stylistically it's going to just end up on the ground again and Khabib is just going to control it. But Prep, I hope that your theory that there could be a different result, that if they prepare differently, I hope that that comes true. I mean, Connor is famous for saying we're either winning or we're learning. So mm-hmm. they didn't win, so hopefully they learned. And hopefully he wins a rematch. No one takes a loss better than Conor McGregor. Yeah, Bull is out there right on the streets dressed up with a shot, uh, shot in his hand. Yeah, and I respect that about him, that he could, he could talk, 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 talk. And then when he loses, he doesn't hide from it. He doesn't Yeah, pretend, he, he didn't, he didn't go in a hut, didn't disappear. Yeah, he just says, oh, I got beat, like, good fight. And that's the way it should be. Um, there was a clip of of Connor during the fight telling Khabib like, "Yo, it's just business." Like, how did you like feel, you? How did you feel about that? We we probably have like two minutes left before my my computer dies. But like, what was your thoughts on him saying that? Yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. Like, like Connor owns up to a loss, 
So him saying it's it's just business means like, yeah, I'm probably going to lose, but hey, it is what it is. You know what I mean? That's definitely a different way than I looked at it. I was like, dude, like, you're, are you literally just kind of telling this dude, like, like, sorry, man. Like, <laughs> I was like, you should keep up the persona through the fight. I don't think he was. I mean, telling the dude I'm sorry, I just think it's more like, yo, whatever, whatever you feel, I don't – you know, it is what it is. I don't subscribe to that. I'm all about my business. I got you. Like I said, I hope that they do get to fight again, and I hope there is a different result because I am not a Khabib, a Khabib guy at all. Uh, I know, and you know, team. before your computer dies, I know you're not a Nate Diaz guy either, but Connor's going to fight Nate Diaz in a couple days. <laughs> Step is in that, for Dustin Poirier. Is that your, your bold prediction? Bold prediction. Um, cause I know Joe Cavanaugh said medical suspension guys, like <laughs> he's not allowed to. <laughs> and I think Dana said Diaz is off the card. That's stupid. Um, yeah, I don't know why they don't just find somebody. I think it should have been Tony Ferguson, although he may have a medical suspension too. Yeah. Cause I know he did take some shots in that fight and he got dropped a couple times. Um, all right. Any real quick final thoughts from anybody? <clears throat> nope. Heck, you're all good. So I got. All right, prep. Nothing left from you. All good. All right. So Joel Embiid, I'm going to make this real, real short, real quick. Come on the show. Trust the process with us. LeBron James. New Under Armour deal. Yes. Congratulations to JoJo on that and giving back to the community with Under Armour. LeBron, the throne is still waiting. Um, five star ratings and reviews on iTunes for Ek to Fly, Eric Trambicki for. Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Igina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.